This is a pint-sized media podcast production. Mo, Malela, thank you so much for coming Malele. in. Malele. Sorry, you go. you've got to get it right. It's like my surname. Get, I get Garika. Garika. And I can't even pronounce it myself, so... I, so how, I was actually about to say, how do you pronounce it correctly? So I was about to say, how do you pronounce it correctly? It's Gerica. You see, you say it even better than I do. Gerica. Okay. There we go. So thank you so much for coming in all the way and joining me. I have been watching... Thank you for the invite. It's a pleasure. I've been watching what you've been up to, because I know that you started your own business when we met during the Power of Mom conference. You started a little bit before, I think. Yeah, yeah. And then COVID and all of that, and I've been watching, you've been in Africa and doing what looks like amazing things. things, So I wanted to start off with a little bit of context, talking about your business. You started... um, after being with agencies yeah. and go. <laughs> so that is such a wild question. And <laughs> like, you're like literally tossing me into like the Amazon right here. And I think the <laughs> listeners will be tossed, tossed into the Amazon. So um, I'll, I'm going to try and give a very summarized version of it, but I am a storyteller. So when I, I say a summarized version, I mean like, I'm like, <laughs> Taking the scenic route of a summary, (laughs) right? Um, But no. So, yes, I was in in corporate, uh, left corporate, went into agency space, um, left the agency space and went into my own thing with some business partners there. And we ran that thing. And that was really amazing. Mm. Um, And I think when we actually engaged and met, I was like sort of in the in-between. I was like, you know how people talk about in-between jobs? Yes. I was in-between entrepreneurship projects. I I don't think anybody talks about that really, where you're like, will I, will I not? Can I, can I not? Right? You never really hear about those stories where it's like, I actually could have like gone into like a full-time thing or just did that other thing. So truthfully speaking, when we met, I was like, will I, will I not? But I was like, I, but I had a project uh, and a business we were working on with some business partners. And it was sort of like a space where I was like, well, one thing or the other, mm. right? And, uh, and, and, and going back into corporate was still an option. Oh, wow. Um, and then I just fully decided to commit to, to, to building something that I would feel like was my own. Yeah. And, 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 and I don't want to say that in a, in, in a way that it sounds like there's nothing, there, there's nothing wrong with being in corporate or having like a day job or like, um, you know, having a job job, if I can put it that way. Um, but for me, I just felt like if, it, if there was ever a time that I could commit to this and see where it takes me, yeah. it was that time. Okay. And you have so much to offer. So I think that going on your own and doing it for yourself is, would have been the only option. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I was like, I have a lot to offer and I had a lot to learn as well, but I had enough to offer to give to the game, to yeah. give to the gig. If, if we're talking about the gig, to give to the gig that it was like, well, we need this person in the team. Yeah. So 
I ran with that and So what was that? Found um, So that was a marketing and events agency yeah. Right okay. So so well, well let me put it this way um, I'm a big believer in Playing the chess game So to any of the listeners who listen to this podcast um, I will say to you that If you're sitting at home And then you're thinking Or you're, if you're sitting in the office right now You're listening How do I do this thing? How do I jump? The first thing I'll say to you is Understand that this is a big ass chess game. You have to play the pieces and see the game ahead. Like see the game in terms of like ten steps ahead of what the steps you're playing right now. Okay. So when I left corporate, my first thing was to I'm going to go into uh, a smaller company, a smaller sort of agency and understand what it feels like to be on the client facing side, mm. right? Then after that, I then started my own uh, thingy and I, well, not started, but like I then partnered up with some people mm. and we had a, our own company. And that was the beginning of me being a full-time entrepreneur. And then from there we worked and we 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 had our own we 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 were able to get our own clients. We had a lot of wins and a lot of losses, mm. but we were able to the nature keep the of company. The game. Thank you. We were able to get the company going and everything and everything and everything. So that's how it actually started. If yeah. you ask me how I started, that's actually how it started. And the challenges that you encountered as you started, because that's also, you know, you talk about being in between Shala Shanta, Shala Shanta. Yeah. Once you decide to commit, mm-hmm. um, you presented with a whole lot of challenges. And I think yeah. some of those challenges you, you don't even know that you're going to come across. Um, and some of them are presented to you because of the government and all the stuff you have to do to register your company. True, 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 true. Um, what I will say is that, to be honest with you, the easiest part about being an entrepreneur in South Africa, at least, is registering your company. Yeah. Uh, it costs you a couple hundred rand, like, but like if you are registering a company, it's like the easiest part. You have a hundred rand, you register your company, it goes through, you have the paperwork, you sign it, you send it back and they like say to you, you have a company and then you have your title. I'm a CEO <laughs> of what? Is what I people say, I'm a CEO and I'm a co founder of what? Exactly. Like yes you have a name and yes you have the title and yes you have this thing that's registered with the CIPC. But what is the va- like of what? Like what are you like? What is the value you're bringing to people? Like, it's easy, yeah, to have a title, oh. but what does that title deliver? Is really where a lot of us stumble mm. and stutter, and myself included. By the way, I'm not like talking from a you know, <laughs> and and uh, like an esoteric sort of uh, perspective. Myself included. I I constantly ask myself that question. Yeah. That like it's easy to have that title, but like what does it mean? Yeah. Well, because we have to keep, otherwise we don't grow. If you don't keep asking yourself those questions, you don't grow, you don't learn. So, challenges? Okay, yes. uh, Challenges. (laughs) Wow. Um, How much time do we have? (laughs) So, so I'll I'll, I'll mention like some of the, 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 um, the main ones and some of them will be obvious, but some of them will not be. Um, One of the challenges is building a team. Mm. And understanding what it means to build a team. 
Um, and I'm learning that right now, how how to build a team and and what it means and and who do you need and who do you, and, and 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 what does everyone do you know you, you know when we think about building a team and being surrounded mm. by people who are going to move the vision forward it becomes very sort of like visionary and esoteric in a way like it's like this utopia that we're building but on a day-to-day thing what are these people doing and what are you doing mm. you know what i mean like so 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 doing that is is one of the things that 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 that, that I'm finding not a challenge per se but is definitely something that's, that has come up um in 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 my journey right uh, me and, and and the team if like we're or let me say me and my business partners were really just like trying to build a team and understanding what it means to build a team mm-hmm. um and also we live in a world another challenge about that is that it's different to 10 years ago uh 15 years ago 20 years mm. ago where there wasn't this much information about culture <laughs> team building this wrong <laughs> that right this wrong that right and, uh, this wrong that like there wasn't this much information where like everybody's like coming into the room with like so i read this book <laughs> and i watched this video and like you know what i mean like and we all agree that culture is important, team building is important, and you have to. But now, ten years ago, you had two or three people in the room who were like bringing this ideology into the room. Now you have everybody bringing this ideology, and someone's like quoting Simon Sinek. Yeah, guy is quoting you know Eric Thomas, and another person is quoting Gary Vee. Somebody else is like quoting Bill Gates. This guy's quoting Warren Buffett. We're all reading the books and watching the videos, and now we're bringing it into the room, and we have to now build a team culture and build. And you have to find a happy middle. Yes. Yeah. So, you see, in the old days, you used to go into a library and sit with all the books, you. and it was easier. So, in old days, it used to be like one or two people had those things, and it was like, oh, this is so, so profound. This is such a profound way. And everybody, and everybody in the room would be like, wow. Okay, fine. Let's try that. Or they would be like, no, I don't like that. But like, it would be the most profound ideology in the room. Yes. Today, to build a team culture is like, Everybody's got everything, and so it 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 gets harder, and that's a challenge I've learned. That one thing I'll say to anyone who's listening is that when you go into business, you really need to be very clear about the vision number one, and about what the culture it is that you're building. Because if you're not clear about that, you're going to get into like the forest of it all. Yeah. Do you think that the culture of your company informs the work that you do? So obviously everybody's got skills and they're able to bring their skill to the party, but the culture of the business, will it allow you to take on any client or does it inform the kind of clients you won't work with, the kind of clients that you absolutely have to have in your portfolio? 100%. And that's why culture is so important. Mm. And when we're talking about challenges, that's one thing I've learned the hard way that we need to really make sure that we're building the right culture in order to have the right business success. So I would say yes. 100% 100% It informs that Because it actually does form the bedrock of everything that, mm. that you're building 
So learning now, you've been talking about the fact that you you know you've learned building a team and the culture and and all of that kind of stuff. But now, what else have you learned during the time? So from 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 starting the business through COVID, um, working in different parts of Africa, what what do you what do you see as the lessons that you've learned? Um, that's a very good question, and I and I get that question a lot. Um, the first thing one is to to really understand, or rather not understand, but like to look at the bigger picture. All right, and always be aware of the bigger picture. The second thing is to never underestimate risks that you don't see in the business. All right, and I had a business that was so one of the businesses I had before COVID was like ninety nine percent a face to face events and whatnot. <laughs> we right? were, yeah. like most of us, right? It was ninety nine percent face to face events, and it was running very smoothly. COVID happened and that business then like overnight I always say this that overnight our jobs became illegal <laughs> right that overnight literally it was like you could get arrested yes. for just like trying to make a living yes like just gathering people and making a job and making a living yeah you know um, and, and I don't know we, I don't, and I don't think we've talked enough about the adjacencies of that entire industry I don't think we've talked enough enough, enough about that because and I, I know that you asked a specific question, but I'm just going to yeah, digress yeah, yeah. for a second here that when when we were trying to pivot that business, right, a lot of my mates were like, you should guys, you're, you'll be fine. You'll like just like turn the business around and everything. And I was like, uh, friend, I hear what you're saying, but it doesn't work that way, right? And I think a lot of what people missed and and not to their detriment, like like you know if you're not involved in something you don't see what goes mm. into it right you know what i'm saying it's like and i said to, I, just, I said to my friend like okay th- think of it this when you go into an event and you walk into it yeah the hostess is there they host you they take your name or they welcome you in that job is gone yep the people who you go to the bar and you order those jobs are gone the bar service the entire and most and most events are actually made through that and that's the that only, is gone. That's only what you can see. Yeah, and that's only yeah. I'm saying that's only what you can see. Then go back to like exactly. all the people who did the back end wing, who created the platforms, who did the marketing, who did the you know the the the, the, the courting of the speakers and, and the logistics. And the, the, yeah. the, the, like uh, all of that is gone. So I said to you, do you understand how how many jobs <laughs> events actually like live events create and how many jobs were lost? Like yeah. When I said that to them, they're like. I never thought of it that way. No. And the thing is, is that that particular industry is still working very, very hard to, to get it back. To get it, yes. And, it's, and, and this is why I said, this, oh. I said that to someone that the economy is such a large thing. Yeah? Such a complex, there's so many dots connected that you can't just switch it off and then switch it on and expect it to work the same way. No. It doesn't. You can't just like. I'm just gonna switch it off quickly, <laughs> and then like everybody go dark for like ten minutes or like you know three years or whatever, yeah. and I'll switch it back on, and then it'll work the same exact way it worked before I switched it off. Yeah. That's not. 
I, and, I'm, and I want to be clear, I'm not blaming anyone or anything. I'm just saying that unfo- it's just the unfortunate reality that we have to deal with. Like, the economy is just, it's too large of a thing. You can't switch it off and then switch it back on like, 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 like the light switches yeah. we have here yeah. in the studio today. Right? And, and so that's the reality of, um, and I think, I, I know I digressed there, but I think it was an important thing to say because I don't think people think about, or people understand what the events industry uh, excuse me went through and the entire like I'm not even yeah. just talking about parties and what no, clubs I'm talking about e- exhibitions everything. and just like conferences conferences this entire ecosystem there right we haven't spoken enough about that and I think and and you would know this more than I would but you would know that and I always say to people that remember that the this industry that we're in was the first to be switched off. Yes, and for the and longest. And the last to be switched back on. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to talk about that portion uh-uh. of it because it was the first one to be switched off when it was like, no, we're going to have, uh, uh, before it was like an entire Two lockdown, <laughs> we're just going to have uh, uh, like half of the people. Like, remember yeah. the one that there was a restriction mm. on like how many people you could have in a room, right? Yeah. And that and was like, in February or something like that before there was an actual lockdown it was like we're only going to have uh, X amount of people in the room uh-huh. that changed everything for <laughs> like what do you like dude a room like this could take like what let's say it can take 10, ten people now you're saying a room like this can only take 5 people but yeah. I must still pay the 10 people amount exactly. for it it changes everything. everything so now in your journey mm-hmm. what is the best piece of advice you've been given Oof. <laughs> so you asked me from challenges and now you're asking me the best piece of advice. All right, yeah. so the best piece of advice I've been given is um hmm when you like build something, find a way to sell it. When somebody buys what you're selling, Right. So if somebody's going to spend their hard-earned money on what you are yeah. selling or providing, right, whether it's an actual product or a service, then that's when you know you have a business. Until then, you don't have a business. Until then, all you have is an idea. When somebody's like willing to actually be like, I'm going to pay for this thing, yes. then you have a business. Then what you then should do is then ask them why and how and then try and replicate that. Mm, okay. Replicate that experience. Yeah. But until then, all you have is, a, is an idea. That's the best piece of... Well, one of the best pieces of advice I've received. Um, what's another one? I think another one... It's not a piece of business advice that I... I didn't receive it in any business context but I received it on a human context, just as a human, is to listen to understand, not to respond. Yes. Listen to understand. Yeah. Don't listen to respond. Because when you listen to understand, you are listening to the person who's saying what they have to say. Yeah, and you're showing respect. Yeah. Whether when you, Otherwise, when you listen to, to, to respond... You're not actually hearing this person. You're just listening until they shut up, so you can <laughs> so say what true. so you can say what you want to say. Exactly. So, and and I always say this, and in one of my other 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 
uh, personalities. I'm a youth mentor. Okay. So, so, so I'll say this to my youth mentees that like when you when you are listening to respond, what you're actually doing is like you're just like letting them speak. But what you really are thinking is like when they shut up, this is what I have to say. And I always say to them because they're young people, right? And and but. Everybody has has experienced this. Mm. Old, young, whatever. When you feel like, and and we've all said these words to somebody at some point, like, "You're not here. I, are you listening to me? We've all. Are you, dude? But I, are you listening to me? Everything that I've just said, right? Did you hear what I? Are you? Li- you're not listening to me. We've. All of us we've have said, all had that. We've all so had that experience. We're like, I don't think you're listening to me. Like, you're not like so. So, so I would honestly say that um, that that and and it becomes very important as you are moving along, right? Yeah. In your business and um, you're hiring people or you're letting go of people or you yourself are trying to move to the next level in your own leadership journey as a business owner. Mm-hmm. The ability to listen to understand and not to listen to respond becomes very important. And I'm not preaching from some sort of, you know, higher power. I'm I'm learning this myself. Right? But it's it, it it applies to personal relationships and yes. it applies to client relationships. Anything. So many people I've seen that are in service orientated businesses like marketing, like social media, don't listen to their clients. They go in with a preconceived idea of what they going to be doing with their clients yep. instead of listening <laughs> yes. and hearing what their client actually and wants. And sometimes it's too, and sometimes it might be to your benefit to be like, well, this person, I don't think this is the, and I think a lot of us struggle with like the ideology of like, maybe this is not the type of person we should be working with. Exactly. But that and goes back to your culture. Saying, yeah. Yeah. Right. So, 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 so that then comes back to that vision and the culture and the, of the ideology team, yeah. of the team and everything, um, you know, and, and, um, yeah, I, I think, and I think you touched on a very important point here that like that culture and the vision, if we're, in, if, if, if there's no sort of like alignment on that culture and the vision and everything like that. Then all of the stuff becomes a mess. Mm, it does, right? You need a you need alignment on the culture yeah. and on the vision, very importantly, because then it clears up all of the fog and the noise of it all, right? Um, so, 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 I so, so, so I would say that's like that was one of the most important learns, um, not 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 um, learns, but like the most important lessons I, I have learned. I want to pivot. <laughs> All right. Oh, you're oh, perfect. Oh, so Lord, we're, using, we're using buzzwords we're using now. Buzzword. We're using buzzwords. We were talking now. earlier. They, um, anyone listening might know that we had a long conversation about pivoting before we started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would love if you're open to talk about your poetry and your storytelling. Um, what brought you? When did you start writing poetry wow. and telling stories and? And is this is, is that who you are? Wow, that is a, such an interesting question. So, I'll okay, fine. You want to talk about my my, my poetry? Um, before I go into that, I'll just quickly say to the listeners that uh, I'm a full time entrepreneur. I've got a marketing and events company, and I've got a uh, a tech startup that works in e commerce. 
Um, and um, I'm also a youth mentor. Yes. Right? So, when I'm not doing all of that stuff, I mean, there's only 24 hours in a day. Unless you're eating, you know, by one, then there's 25 hours in a day. <laughs> <laughs> but for the rest of us normal humans, there are only 24 hours in a day. And we have to sleep as well. But uh, I'm not, when I'm not doing all that stuff, I am a, I'm a poet and a, and a, and a spoken, spoken with artist, yeah. right? So when did that start? Um, I'm actually at heart, I'm a creative. Uh, I, 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 I love to create. I love to write lyrics and music and, um, you know, scripts and that kind of stuff, right? So to answer, so to answer the first part of your question, um, in a different world, I would actually be a playwright, a scriptwriter. I'd be, I'd be an actress and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right? In a different world. But my life did not take that direction, right? Like many of our lives, I'm sure. sure. <laughs> and other people who are listening right now are like, I would have also loved to do that thing and this thing and this thing, right? <laughs> so so we can all relate. Um, but I started writing poetry over a decade ago. I stumbled and fell into poetry because I was writing music. Oh. I was I was I was writing lyrics when I was like um like in high school. So I would like write lyrics to like uh, you know beats and whatnot. Then I went into varsity, and varsity got really busy. Anybody who's been through university knows that like this jump is big and you have all this expectation and whatnot, right? Yeah. So, but I so I couldn't like produce any more beats and do that kind of element. But I kept writing stuff and listening to music and other people's beats and writing music to that. Or let me say lyrics to that. One of my friends comes into my dorm room and whatnot, and and I'm like writing some stuff, and then she reads some stuff, she hears some stuff, and she's like, "Dude, this is like poetry." And at the time, I didn't actually like I was just writing stuff to music, to music that I was listening to and beats I was listening to. Excuse me, excuse me, but like I didn't think of it that way. Okay. So she yeah. was like, "Dude, this is like." So poetic, like it's so amazing. And I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. Well, yeah, sometimes sure. we need someone to point to that. Thank you. I was like, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's really cool for you to say, but yeah, yeah, sure, whatever. And then, um, she then suggests not on not only to me, but like to. So then there was like a an event happening at um one of our um. Uh, like one of the university events that was happening and then she was like you should do your poetry and I was like ah whatever she then went to the people like <laughs> that gosh is the poetry she should, she should do something like that then they came to me and I came to like then it just merged and, and I, that, then I wrote a poem for this particular event yeah that they were having it was a women's day event okay and that was the first day. And you wrote specifically. I for wrote that. specifically. I and the, I won't ever forget the name of that poem. It's called "The Presence of Independence," and it, it was a short piece, but it it was impactful, right? So they were like, "Wow!" It was the first moment was like I could do poetry, and then from that day onwards, I just went into it. I. I could not like stop understanding poetry and get and and understand it like I have a very I love languages so I I understood similes metaphors assonance alliterations you know uh, uh, similes onomatopoeia 
all that stuff. I knew all that stuff, but I wasn't like into poetry. That like, was the first yeah, time I could right. see that. Wait, the things I'm writing <laughs> are poetic. I was like, I was like, oh, I, what I'm writing is poetic. And it took someone to show me that mm. to this poetic, this poetry. Since that day, I've, I've never looked back. I've been doing poetry for over a decade now. Um, my album has over a million streams. So, yeah. Oh, fantastic. Tell us where to find it. Where to find it? So my album is called My Country Needs Me. Okay. You can find it anywhere online, literally. So if you're on Spotify, just say My Country Needs Me, Mo Malela, you'll find it. If you're on Apple Music, um, if you're on iTunes, if you are on you know Amazon, if you are on Deezer or Tidal, <laughs> Netstar, if you anyway, literally if wherever it, like, you get your podcast, yes, or your, yes, or your audio, or, or, yeah, your audio, literally you can find it. Even if you're on social media, I, yeah. I have people doing their story, like their social media stories to my uh, poetry. Like I've seen people doing it on TikTok, um, wow. Facebook. Instagram, um, like literally, there, there, there are, there are some places where like, I've got like massive TikTok um, viewership. Okay, I'm going to go and stalk you more. <laughs> yeah. So, so literally, just like to answer that, yeah, literally, literally anywhere that is digital, you can YouTube. I forgot you. to mention YouTube. You'll find it. What inspires you to? Your content. What inspires your poetry, your actual, the words that you write? Everybody and everything. And then what inspires you? Everybody and everything. everything. <laughs> no. Is there a specific person um, that, no, 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 that no, no, you look no, no. at? I, will, I, will, I, I mean, I know I, I said a lot of nothing in that answer, but what I mean is that um, one of the best and worst qualities about me is that I feel things acutely, right? And it's something I realized at a very young age. So I feel things acutely. So I can feel someone's pain like it's my pain. So I can feel your story like it is my story. So that's one thing that inspires me. Another thing that inspires me is listening to people's stories and understanding where they are coming from, which is why I think we we, we, we paint things in such a one color so mm. easily and so quickly without understanding what goes underneath the yeah, colors the nuances um, yeah those nuances yeah so that inspires me just understanding people's stories and hearing what they have to say and understanding their perspective and their background and oh is that really so is that what the color purple means to you yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Cause my daddy's, uh, you know, like, you, when you hear people's stories you understand certain things about them that, that are like I would never have thought that so I'm inspired by that um, obviously my content then like the content that, that I write and share about feeds into that right so I'm very much so if you look at any of my writings or any of you know, my, my my content you'll hear that's there's a lot of like there's love there's you know heartbreak and depression and 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 and, and you know controversy and politics and economics and through that right because I'm also uh, I, I'm in I'm a finance and accounting major by the way right <laughs> So I'm. I have a finance and accounting background. And How did you fall into marketing? <laughs> I have a finance and accounting, you know, degree. And then I went into marketing, and then I went into events, and then I went in, and then like, so all of that is the journey that I've traveled. Yeah. So I understand all of that stuff. So 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 all of that inspires me because I believe that life is, it's incredibly complex, not and nuanced. Yeah. Very like it's layered rather. Let me mm. say not complex. Let me say it's layered. We're all layered beings, actually. 
And different people at different times. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're layered and complex beings. So I can play this role when I'm in this role. I can play that role when I'm... Like, for example, if you look at one human being, right, regardless of their gender, and you just look at them standing, like one random human being you see standing in the distance, they could be playing a number of different roles, right? Mother, father, daughter, son. Sister, brother, confidant, friend, acquaintance, mm. father, you know, like, it's you know, like, like yeah, supporter oh, yeah. of something, a fan of something, a believer of this team, whatnot, like, like literally, and I haven't, I haven't even met you. You could be playing different at uh, 10 different roles yeah. and I haven't even met you. I'm just looking at you at a distance. I haven't met you. Then you go closer to the human and you meet the human and you, and then you get to know what roles they're actually playing and what they, and how deep they believe in those roles. You know what I mean? Like I've met people, I'll give you a very random example right now. I've had people who have taken like a, um, the crest of a football, of a football team. Mm. They took that crest and then they built a family crest around that and they have tattooed that crest on themselves. And I'm like, wow. So then when you go to that particular family, you understand why the day that this team is playing, that every day that team is playing is literally just like the holy, like nothing else happens when that team, because then that guy built that thing. He had kids and the, and the whatnot. He procreated and whatnot. Like there's a whole culture around that. That simple thing he created. That, uh, yeah. Yes. So you understand why when you go there, that thing that you are saying, when, when they lose, it hurts. When they win, it's like, all right, they've won. <laughs> um, you understand the culture that he took from that thing and he brought it. You also understand why loyalty is important to this family. Yeah. Why, you know, when we, when we feel betrayed, we feel betrayed. And this is why we feel like you understand why th- things cut so deep. For the for for them, I mean, I'm making a very silly example, no, right? Uh, the, but it, like, but it makes it real. When yeah, you, you when can you understand meet it. people on that level, yeah. and you get closer to them, like I said in the beginning, I said that when you look at a person in a distance, they can be filling ten different roles. Mm. When you get closer to them, you then understand the two or three or five different roles they're filling and what really is important to them. When you ask me what is important to me or what 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 matters to me or like or rather, let me say. When you ask me what inspires me is when I get closer to those stories. Mm. Actually, when I, I'm like, now I understand actually why you keep your hair that way. I understand why this is your favorite color. I understand why you speak the way you speak and the language you use. And I, I get it. So important part of, of who you are that informs both your business, your personal and your poetry is going back to the listening. 100%. This is actually funny because my, my, my business partner said this to me just literally yesterday, actually, <laughs> like just the other day, uh, like literally yesterday from this recording, uh, whenever you listen to this, but like literally yesterday from this recording, <laughs> he was like, I, I, I am learning the art of listening f- just because of you. Yeah. Because you really listen. And I was like, oh, you, I was like, ah, wow. Like, <laughs> But that's, I was like, oh, wow. 
I, I really was surprised by that comment because I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. But um, yes, the art of listening. I I I think it's an underrated thing. Actually, yeah. to be honest with you, yeah. I I don't think I am the inventor of it. No, <laughs> certainly not. So I'm not trying to. No, but I think speak it's a skill. some sort of like you know a space of 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 authority on it. But I always like to think at least that um, I'm listening to people. I I like to listen to understand versus mm. listening to respond. Yeah. When the tough kid, when the tough comes along. Mm-hmm. Oh, good lord, no. <laughs> I. I my first instinct is to get going in the opposite direction. What is yours? When the tough comes along, um, to stand still, actually. I'm a big believer that chaos creates opportunity. So stand still and listen. Stand still and just understand, look around, um, there's actually a um, a poem I wrote about this, and and the first line is chaos creates opportunity for those who can see with impunity. And the idea around that entire poem is literally to be like, stand still, be able to see past the fog and hear past the noise. So my response when I see chaos is to just stand still. It's not to run or to act or whatnot. It's to stand still and be like, don't make a move. Don't even like breathe very slowly. Like almost like when like you are encountered with like a wild animal, the way that you know the 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 game rangers would advise you when you encounter the one. Stand still. Don't make a noise. Like that, like yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. It's a good, it's a good example. I yeah, it's a good idea. Like, yeah, yeah, and and don't like look it, like don't look the wild animal straight in the eye because then it sees you as like a predator, right? That's what they always say. Like don't like don't like make direct like because it. But what I'm saying is that that's my knee jerk response is to be like, let's see and assess what's going on. Let the dust settle. It's also, it's also. I mean, I think maybe even from my finance background and my accounting background and whatnot. Like, even your, if if you have a financial advisor or if you know anything about that space and whatnot, one of the things they'll advise is like, when 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 the markets are doing whatever they're doing, try not to react in the same way that everyone that that it's going in because then you're gonna lose far more. If you just like hold on. For a little bit, they'll jump back up again. And when they jump back up again, you actually end up making a bit more, right? Yeah. So so there's a long-term vision there that you have to have. But that's a very important part of it. And I think it comes back to what we were talking about in the beginning, about vision and culture. And listening. And listening and whatnot. <laughs> if, you, if you don't have a long-term vision, then, then it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. What gets you to sleep at night? To sleep at night... But oof, I I honestly have more things that keep me <laughs> awake at night. So I don't, I honestly don't know how to answer the question. But what I will say is what does um like um what I do enjoy and gives me some peace and whatnot is one um my biggest release is writing poetry and whatnot. Right, so writing. So 
whatever your releases uh, to the to the list. I was like, whatever your releases, like always make sure that you're doing it on a daily basis or whatnot. So for me, I believe that for me, I always say like writing is a muscle. If I'm not writing and po- and 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 like doing my poetry, I lose that muscle. If you enjoy singing, sing. Even if you're singing in your own, like I was just singing right now in the car. I was singing right now, like yesterday. I had a very heavy meeting with the business partner. Uh, it was a good meeting, but a heavy meeting. Mm. And before I left the the, the place, I, I packed up everything and I just like sat by the balcony and I was like, and I just ordered a drink and I literally just stood by the balcony and I just, I was like, I was like bumping beats and writing lyrics and singing. And I was like, I don't care who's watching me or who's recording this. I couldn't care less. You know what I mean? Like, I was just at the balcony and there was it was a space for one person. So I was like, I'm gonna be on my own. I'm gonna. This is my release. When I leave here, I've left all of this energy here. We're moving on. So that like those things help me sleep at night. What's, um, what? And then obviously Netflix, uh, Netflix and sh- uh, Netflix <laughs> and sleep and uh, sleep, actual sleep. <laughs> Uh, and some PlayStation every now and then. I'm mm-hmm. not a big play. I'm not a big like a gamer. Also, I don't mean to like mention actual like brands, but I mean like you know, it's fine. Uh, uh, like PlayStation or you know, just like playing some games. I'm not a big gamer myself, to be honest with you. But sometimes I I, I do have one, and I then I'm like, oh look, I'm kicking the ball. <laughs> Ooh, I'm punching the the person. And then that like is like okay I I I did that. It's also a kind of release. It is so so I think a release is an important element. Whatever it is for you, make it a habit. That's that's my biggest thing. Is yeah. that it doesn't need to be the same thing. If you like to hike or run, there's some people I don't, I don't understand the whole thing of like running for like kilometers. That's I'm just like with so, n- with no one chasing you. Yes, yes. <laughs> so you just run. <laughs> so you ran for six hours Okay I'm like Thank you friend I'm really proud of you I just I, I can't relate I can't relate And I can't understand it But I'm like You ran for six hours And 36 minutes And 10 seconds You're so particular About how Many that, hours yeah. And s- minutes And seconds you ran That you're like It's a personal best I'm in love with You and your journey But I can't I, I don't I can't relate but if that's your thing, you're like, I'm doing park runs, I'm doing this thing, do it. Before we get on to my quick fire questions, which I ask everybody the same questions. Okay, 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 okay. Tell us what satisfies your soul. Apart from my poetry, um, what satisfies my soul is one, I will say, seeing my my dreams become a reality and I think that for me is an important element of my life and my living the other element of that is seeing everybody around me who had a dream seeing being around to see their dreams become a reality right because it's not just about my dream it's about our dreams as well and how we can support and, 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 and love each other in that way that makes me happy that that makes me fulfilled um i would probably say most importantly is living my passion living my passion living like living a purpose a purposeful life actually Mm -hmm. 
and um and 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 finding a way or other like living that life and and sort of like making it a life like 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 making it a living actually like making a living of living a purposeful life mm. which i think is something we were all called to do it's like i think i honestly do believe that and i'm happy for people to call me out on that but i honestly do believe that we were like we spend so like if if you live past what we call retirement age and if you you, you guys can't see me I'm using inverted commas but if you live a like if you live a long life and you live past retirement age you live like what 70 80 years or what not right on average yeah about that yeah 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 you know what I mean that's a that's a long time it is a long time you, you're like 20 years short of a century if you live mm. till 80 um and if you can look back at your, if if you look back at your life and you're like, ooh, I should have, should have, should have, could have, would have, and you have more should have, could have, would have, then dan 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 do 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 do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like we, we all have should have, could have, would have, right? Yeah. But if you have more should have, could have, would have, then dan 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 and did 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 and do 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 do. I'm just like. I, I, and that, that that is actually what drives me and inspires me is to, to 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 be able to not only look at back at my life and be like, I've got more of the did 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 done 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 done, and the do 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 do's, and that the people around that I was either I was inspired by them because mm-hmm. I've a lot of people I've been inspired by literally not not even famous people like my mm. mates, my colleagues who have inspired me to do things and pushed me to do things. If I can look back and be like. Not only did I surround myself with people who made me better and who inspired me in that way, but I also was able to give that energy and recreate it, right? Take it and recreate it. And then other people have come through because of that experience and because of that energy. Uh-huh. And that's what I honestly believe we, we, we are here to do. It's 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 really recreation and procreation, mm. and not in like the the, <laughs> the way people think about it. But it's like like recreating and procreating that energy. Yeah, you know what I mean that yeah. that progress that other people can just walk into it and be like, wow, because of what Jana did and this that like that podcast, it changed everything for me. And I sent it to a friend of mine, and I sent it to my family. And then now they create. Now we're creating things because of that pod, because mm. of that one podcast that we all listen to. We're now creating this thing that we're doing together. I like that. That's something that inspires me. So yeah. Okay, right. so here goes this quick, quick fire, fire questions. questions. All right. <laughs> Star sign. Libra. Chocolate or chips? Neither. Tattoos. Yes. All of them. <laughs> Many of them. Give me tattoos. Tea or coffee? Coffee. Cook or eat out? Cook. Best and eat out. <laughs> Best part of your day? Sleeping. First thing you think about in the morning? Work. Creative, morning or night? Night. Who's your favorite writer? Andrea Gibson. What makes you nervous? Failing. What's your favorite getaway? Nothing. Where there's nothing to do. Nothing. Where there's no plan. 
Like, where it's like, we have to do this thing and we have to hike and we have to do the water mountain thing. Like, we have to waterfall and there's a thing and there's a thing. The contact. No. Like, I wake up in the morning and I'm hungover and I want to sleep and, like, eat, like, I want, that's my, like, if we wake up and we're like, we want to hike, let's hike. Like, my favorite getaway is like where there's no expectation. Mm. Which is, I don't understand why people always do that when they go away. That's why people always go away and then come back and feel like, I need a vacation. <laughs> like, oh, I need to go and leave after my getaway. I'm just like, because your getaway was actually work. That's what you did with your time. What's in your bag that you can't live without? My sanitizer and my Vaseline. <laughs> if you could switch lives with anyone, who would it be? <laughs> That's a hard one. Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk. Wow. That is so interesting. Because he has it all. Like, no. do, you th- do you think so? I, I no, love no, no. listening and watching Not him. he has it all, but he has the most dynamic personality okay. of successful entrepreneurs. Oh. Uh, now I know that some people are like ah that guy's not like really an entrepreneur because he like, took his dad's like business yeah. and whatnot and made it a, a bigger business. <laughs> I know that, I, yes. but I know what I understand yes, what you but mean. But like he's like I'm gonna go do, go and do this thing. I'm gonna go and do, like he. I'm gonna this go and do this thing. I'm gonna go do this thing. I'm gonna go do this thing. I'm gonna go like he's like the most. He's one of the most dynamic entrepreneurs in the game. Because if you look at all the entrepreneurs we all aspire to be in terms of monetary value yes. they only do one thing so you want to be Warren Buffett he only does one thing investing and blah, yeah. blah, 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 right you want to be Jeff Bezos he only does he has Amazon you want to be Mark Zuckerberg he does social media and Facebook you want to be Bill Gates he does Microsoft and then he resigned from that thing and then <laughs> became the Bill and Mil- Melinda Gates Foundation yeah. person right you want to be uh, um, you know if you want to be in media right you want to be um, Beyonce you want to be Jay-Z they do that stuff yeah. and then they did some other they, they used the money they had there to reinvest into other projects and whatnot. for me Gary Vaynerchuk is all of that encompassed because he's in media he's in digital he's in sports management he's like doing this he's in like trying to like be a motivational speaker <laughs> like, doesn't he do yes I'm like he's trying to be Simon Sinek and yes. like Eric Thomas and being uh, he's uh, <laughs> like so so I'm not saying I want to be him in that perspective. I'm like, for me, if you are like to quick fire answer you this, like, cause he encompasses the dynamism that I feel I have. I'm like this and that. And, and a lot of people love him or hate him for okay, that. Yeah. And a lot of people love me or hate me for that as well. So I feel like I'm like, you know, a mini Gary Vee. It's interesting, you never, <laughs> it's, it's interesting to me that you've never heard that. And you are like, so Taking it back, like people can't see us right now because of those like, cameras. <laughs> but if you could see her face when I said it, she was like, so unexpected. What? <laughs> that guy? Okay, what were you expecting? I'm sorry. I, I, know. I know that you were asking the quick fire questions. I know I'm like derailing the segment of I the don't show. Know. I don't but like, know. what were you expecting? Or like, or let me ask you, what have you heard? What, or like, or like, what have you heard? Or A like, lot of it is no one. Mm-hmm. Um, they're happy with what they are now, with who they are. They don't. They don't see. And I don't know whether that's because they don't have an idea, or a lot of it has a lot to do with they have never thought about it. Ah, you know what I'm saying. My answer is Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda. Um, 
uh, fist bump. I'm going to give you a fist bump. <laughs> so now, okay. last question. All right, before last, we like, before yeah, we wrap yeah, up, yeah. what song is currently making you dance? <laughs> no, no, I can't answer that question. <laughs> like uh, as a creative and and somebody who aspires to be a musician, there's too many. Um, makes what song makes me dance right now? No, I, I can't answer. See, that's where I can't answer you because then we'll be here for another. <laughs> we'll be here for another whole podcast. Um, but I will say that. Um, I I just love music. I really really love music. Um, so you're dancing to everything and anything. Yeah, I mean, I and I sing and I'm and I'm currently working on my next album. So and I wanted to be a bit more musical than the last one. Okay. So I'm listening to a lot of musical notes and the choral hymns and covers and acapella. Like I'm listening to a lot of beats. I was listening to Brian Adams today. So okay, um, everything I do. I do it for you. That was what I was listening to when I just before I got into this. So I, I don't know if I it's a song. Was I, you were singing to in the car? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. yeah. I don't know if I, if I can say the song that's making me dance, but I was listening to the OG version, like the original version yeah. of it, with Stunning. like with Brian Adams and you know like the. <laughs> I was like that. so yeah I'm I'm that nerd I, I think I've just shared a lot more than I would have wanted to I'm a bit of a dork Maya thank you so much for chatting with me I've loved every minute of the time that we've been thank sitting here chatting thank you very much for having me here. it's a pleasure I really enjoyed it I think we've had too much fun um, but there's no such thing no and, no and, such and thing and I hope that um I, anything that I've shared can add value to anyone. Thank you. Thank Certainly you. added value to me. Thank you. Thank for you. Me. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Janet Generally Speaking. You can hear a new episode each Tuesday wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you hear, please help us by rating, liking, sharing, and following as it helps us to be found. Follow us on our social media platforms. You can find the links in the podcast description. Thanks for listening. Until we chat again.